So welcome to the first official episode of the Pious Perspectives podcast. I'm really, really excited to get this started. I know I have my uh, intro episode out, so it's kind of a little teaser, but um, now we're going full force and we're starting the real content. My name is Christopher and I am from the United States, more specifically Long Island, New York, and I'm sure you might be able to hear it in my voice. So today I want to talk a little bit about mental prayer and the interior life. This is um, something that I learned about actually a couple months ago, uh, a little bit more in depth. I went on a retreat out in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, specifically Mount Oreb. There is a camp owned by uh, St. Thomas Aquinas Foundation. And I went on a, re a traditional Catholic retreat. For those of you who've never been on a traditional Catholic retreat, this is a fully silent retreat over the course of a few days. And basically, it's life-changing. And so this retreat was given by two traditional Catholic priests who are the pastors of Immaculate Conception Church in Norwood, Ohio. Father Greenwell was the retreat master. And uh, Father Jenkins joined us about halfway through to give some... Uh, more conferences. So I want to talk about the first conference that Father Greenwell started the retreat with. It was, it was really unbelievable. It changed my life. And I wanted to share it with you because it's, it's, it's something that really stuck with me. And uh, I think it would be appropriate for the first episode of Pious Perspectives, because um, I'm sure that this, this topic has kind of been lost over the last, uh, you know, if not several years, several decades. And um, it's definitely very important for our spiritual health and, and the health of our soul. So, uh, so let's get into it. I want to make points in this episode from Father Greenwell, but also a book called um, The Ways of Mental Prayer by Dom Vitalis Lahoti. It's a tan book translated from French. So you'll be able to find it if you just Google The Ways of Mental Prayer. I really would suggest um, if, you, if, you, if you find a lot of fruits through this episode or, or gain a lot of fruits through this episode, uh, it would definitely be a beneficial book for you to have in your archive as you start to build your traditional Catholic archive of books and materials and, and whatnot that hopefully you'll kind of get familiar with through, through this podcast. Um, but this is uh, really, really such an amazing book. It goes so in-depth. I'm just going to be touching, you know, the tip of the iceberg here in this podcast with, with mental prayer. Uh, but there's so much more that you can learn as you progress through it. So, so let's talk about prayer in general. Prayer is an elevation of the soul to God. And that's according to St. John Damascene. That's how he kind of says it. Um, I've also heard it as the lifting of the heart and mind to God. So that's, that's what prayer is in general in, in very simple terms. The soul puts all earthly things aside. Its mind and affections ascend to heaven and they rest in God. So that is, that is, that is pure prayer. This touches on the importance of silence and interior silence, so which will I'll mention that uh, in, in a few minutes later on in the podcast. But there are essentially four types of prayer. Adoration, where we glorify God. Pardon, where the soul confesses its faults before God, accepts its crosses and its austerities from God 
based on, you know, maybe sins that we've committed. Um, Thanksgiving, which is when the soul thanks God for all the benefits it's received from him and petition for graces, which are temporal and spiritual. And these graces could be uh, for yourself or asking for graces for others. So we have vocal and mental prayer. So both vocal and mental prayer can accomplish these four things. And we'll be speaking more about mental prayer, but, you know, briefly, let's go over vocal prayer. Vocal prayer is prayer using words or signs. And most of the time it's approved forms of prayer, like the rosary or the Angelus, the Our Father, you know, those types of Catholic prayers that um, many of you probably know. Um, And it does consist actually of moving your lips. I I actually asked a traditional Catholic priest about this um, in the past because when I was still kind of learning how to pray properly, I would be sometimes praying my rosary in my head and not moving my lips. And since the rosary is a form of vocal prayer, you should be moving your lips, even if you're not saying anything. Um, And I know that the traditional Catholic priests, when they're reading their, their breviary every day, Um, they have to be moving their lips as well. So we can expand a little bit more on vocal prayer in a later episode because there's still a lot, lot more to say on vocal prayer. Uh, But I feel that not many people understand or know about mental prayer. And I want to get into that here now with you. So mental prayer is interior and silent prayer. It's when the soul raises itself to God without the aid of words or formulas. So, and, and meditations are a large part of mental prayer. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about this in a few minutes. So we can accomplish one or more of, the, of those four functions we mentioned. Adoration, pardon, thanksgiving, petition for graces. And we kind of should accomplish those if we're doing a proper meditation. Uh, St. Peter of Alcantara says the following about mental prayer. In mental prayer, the soul is purified from its sins, nourished with charity, confirmed in faith, and strengthened in hope. The mind expands, the heart is purified, truth becomes evident, temptation is conquered, sadness dispelled, the senses are renovated, the drooping powers revive, tepidity ceases, the rust of vice disappears. So just think about all of that. Through mental prayer, we can accomplish all of these things. Mental prayer is like, it's like medicine for your soul. If you think about it that way, mental prayer definitely is necessary. We need mental prayer. Father Greenwell mentions this, and I'll quote him towards the end of this episode. So the end of mental prayer is to glorify God and make us better Catholics. So how? What does this mean? How do we become better Catholics through mental prayer? Well, let's first explain how to succeed in mental prayer and understand more fully what it is. So, and we'll walk through an example at the end. So first, you want to think of a pious subject, such as heaven, hell, purgatory, our Lord's passion, a mystery of the rosary, or any other topic of your choosing that's related to our faith. We begin by clearing our mind of all earthly matters, Our godly meditation should fill all of our thoughts. This is where the practice of silence comes in. So you can have less distractions, less less thoughts about anything else besides God and prayer. Just a side note, silence is so important in our life, especially, you know, 
to, to gain that interior silence, if you find that you're distracted in prayer a lot, think about your day to day. Think about your daily life. Are you constantly listening to the radio? Do you constantly have the TV on in the background? Are you constantly scrolling through social media? Are you being distracted throughout the day? Well, this is what happens when we're being distracted throughout the day with all different forms of stimulation, whether it be music, TV, social media. We are hearing things, we are seeing images that the devil can actually use to help distract us in prayer later on. So the less that you're exposed to these things, these distractions, the, the less amount of tools that the devil will have to, to bring to your attention when you're trying to pray, when you're trying to lift your heart and mind and soul toward God. So um, I, would, I would encourage you and I would challenge you to, when you're driving in the car, shut off the radio, reduce your noise, shut off the TV in the background or watch less TV. Don't log on to social media so much as you're scrolling through pictures, you know, mindlessly, maybe you could be praying some short prayers instead. This way, it'll definitely help you. And it'll definitely help you in your mental prayer as well as we, as we go through this. So after you clear your mind of all earthly matters, you want to place yourself at the scene of whatever subject you're meditating on. This is the preparation for mental prayer. This is the first part. St. Alphonsus Liguori says to meditate upon the truths and mysteries which affect us more powerfully and which procure for our soul the most abundant nourishment. So this is going to be different for everyone because everyone has predominant passions. Everyone has struggles that are different from the next person. So think about what your predominant passion might be, whether it be gluttony, laziness, slothfulness. You want to think about what you struggle with the most and what kind of meditation you can choose to help you with these. So we move on to the part of the meditation called the body. You will spend the most amount of time in the body of the meditation when it comes to mental prayer. We're going to reflect on the subject and we turn it over in our mind again and again in order to grasp it really well and to become thoroughly impressed by it. So you want to think about every detail about the meditation or the subject Think about what's happening, who the characters are. Characters, I say, but I mean, you know, God, our Lord, other saints. Who is in the subject of the meditation? Then we make an examination of conscience during these meditations. And this is a very fruitful part of the meditation, and it's very important. This is where we examine ourselves in relation to the subject matter. We think about all the virtues exemplified by God or the saints in that particular meditation. You think about, how, well, how do I compare? How do I compare to how, how God is acting here in this subject, in this meditation? How do I compare to the virtues that he's expressing here? And, and, and then you think about where you fail and ha- how you can fix this. This is, this is such a, this is the fruitful part of the meditation. Um, and, and this is where you kind of get so much out of it. This is how it, it helps you become a better Catholic. Next, we move on to the petition. And as it relates to the areas where we fail, which we learned in the previous part, we ask for the graces to improve in certain virtues. And we can also add petitions for divine love, final perseverance, the welfare of the church, our country, our order, our house, 
our relations, sinners, souls in purgatory, anything, you name it. Now we move on to the resolution. So one single resolution, precise and practical, is, is totally fine uh, as long as it's kept. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't have to have five, six, 50 resolutions. Uh, you just pick one, one resolution that's practical that you, can, that you can carry out. Now you move on to the conclusion, finally, uh, where you finish the mental prayer and you thank God for the graces he's granted us during our prayer, during this mental prayer, this meditation, and asking pardon for our faults and negligences. So let's go, let's run through an example. We kind of went through in theory what mental prayer should be like, but let's run through a specific example uh, and we'll, we'll take our Lord's passion as the subject of our mental prayer, specifically his, his crucifixion. St. Alphonsus Liguori recommends meditating on our Lord's passion so that we can contemplate his example and imitate him. If you might not have been able to tell yet, St. Alphonsus Liguori is one of my favorite saints. So I like to quote him. Uh, so, so let's consider, we, we consider all the events happening to our Lord at the crucifixion as he's hanging on the cross. Maybe also the events leading up to this, uh, such as the agony in the garden, the scourging at the pillar, the crowning with thorns, the carrying of the cross. Notice that these are all the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Um, the rosary needs to be a meditative prayer in order for it to be effective. Um, so, you know, the, the rosary is definitely a very powerful tool uh, that Our Lady gave us in order to be able to save our souls. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, we are replacing ourselves at the scene of the crucifixion. Just think about on Calvary, what it would have been like. Women crying, Our Lady at the foot of the cross, Our Lord struggling on the cross. Could you imagine what this scene would be like? Put yourself there at the foot of the cross. Now we go into the body of the meditation. The subject is our Lord on the cross suffering and dying for us, for our sins. Let's turn it over in our mind again and again. Our Lord is bleeding. Think about the scourging at the pillar. There isn't one part of his body that isn't covered in blood. He has a crown of thorns, which, which actually is a bonnet of thorns. It didn't just go around his head. It went over his full head like a, like a bonnet of thorns. Some of these thorns punctured his skull. He's bleeding everywhere. He's in excruciating pain. He's struggling to breathe. He's thirsty. Now, now let's move to the examination. This part of the meditation. Examination of conscience. This is the fruitful part again. What kind of virtues is our Lord expressing here? What is, what is he exhibiting? Humility? He's the creator of the world. He created everything. He created us and he's dying for us and he's allowing his own creatures to brutally kill him. Charity, he's asking his father to forgive these people for they know not what they do. Think about all the different virtues that he's exhibiting here on the cross. And how do I compare? Am I good at living out humility? If somebody insults me or says something to me that rubs me the wrong way, how do I react to it? Do I let it go or do I have to be stubborn and say something back? Do I pray for my enemies? Examine yourself here. Examine your soul. Examine your mind. Think about where you fail here and how you can fix it. Now we move on to the petition. As it relates to the areas where we fail, if we're not good at being humble, if we're not charitable to our neighbor, 
we need to ask for the graces to improve in these virtues. And then we can also add petitions, ask our Lord, ask our lady for the graces of final perseverance for our church, our country, really whatever you want to pray for. Then we make a resolution. So we can make a resolution to say, I'm going to strive to be more charitable to my neighbor. If someone insults me or cuts me off in traffic or whatever it might be, I'm going to make a conscious effort to let it go, to hold my tongue. Now, I'll thank God for the graces he granted me during this prayer, during this meditation. I ask pardon for my faults so that I may continue to do better and improve and become a better Catholic. I was using my own thoughts here, but mental prayer is a very personal thing. And, you know, it's going to vary person by person. And, uh, you know, it should vary person by person, depending on the virtues that one needs to work on and everything we discussed in this episode. Make it your own, make it fruitful. And, you know, above all, make sure you fight those distractions. And one way you can really help with that is by reducing the distractions during your everyday life. One thing I meant to mention before was especially when you're on your way to church, I am a big proponent of silence. Don't turn on the radio because you might get a catchy song stuck in your head. Then you'll be singing a song in your head during mass and that is not good. There's these little things that you can do, you know, throughout your, your everyday life to help you in your spiritual life and in your prayer life. So I just, I want to go over some of the points that Father Greenwell made on the retreat that really stuck with me. So he says, mental prayer detaches us from sin because it allows us to see the stains and the beauty of our souls. And this is through the examination of conscience that we do during the mental prayer. It helps us to see the dangers that our souls are exposed to. And sometimes this could actually come from the distractions we might have during mental prayer. What type of distractions are they? And why are we experiencing these distractions? Is it because we're looking at inappropriate material? Is it because of social media? Is it because of lack of silence in our lives? So this could really help us with that. We must abhor our sins. And during mental prayer, it's necessary to have a tender and docile heart. You need to be able to admit that you are not perfect. You are a human and you do sin and you need to improve in a lot of areas. Mental prayer strengthens our spiritual muscle. This is a process. You can't just start and be advanced in mental prayer. It's a process and it has different stages, Uh, but it also helps strengthen our spiritual muscle in all different types of ways. Without meditation, we can be in great danger of temptation because we're, uh, we're less aware of our weaknesses than we should be. When we're meditating, we're meditating on what our weaknesses are and where we need to improve. We don't set aside time during the day to understand this and to reflect on it and meditate on it. It's not going to be helpful to us. This is important to know. Father Greenwell says that it is morally impossible to avoid sin without meditation. That's pretty powerful. God speaks to you in mental prayer. This is a dialogue with God, obviously extremely important in our our spiritual lives as traditional Catholics. And as Father Greenwell says, meditative prayer, mental prayer is the vitamin C of our spiritual life. So you should be taking a lot of vitamin C. And remember, you can't overdose on vitamin C. And one of the most important points from Father Greenwell is that all spiritual progress flows from mental prayer. And especially if we conform our will with the Lord's, 
So mental prayer is, is so necessary. And definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to make this episode, because a lot of people know what vocal prayer is, but we really need to focus on mental prayer. And I guarantee you that if you enter into 15 minutes of mental, mental prayer a day, maybe you can make that one of your resolutions, 15 minutes of mental prayer a day, which could honestly be the rosary because the rosary is a meditative prayer. If you pray your rosary well, you will see a difference. And I would like to hear if this does make a difference in your life, you can email me at piousproductions at gmail.com. I would love to hear your comments on anything in this episode. I want to end this episode with a meditation from one of my favorite novenas. It's a, it's a novena to St. Joseph that consists of four meditations throughout the day for nine days. The novena says it consists in turning to St. Joseph four times a day. It does not matter when or where and honoring him in four points by meditating on one point at each visit for one minute. So you have the first, second, third, and fourth meditations. So I just want to take one of these meditations here that really kind of blows my mind when I think about it. Listen to this. So you start off with the prayer. Eternal Father, I thank thee for St. Joseph's love of the Holy Child Jesus. St. Joseph taught an eager boy the creator of heaven and earth, the humble trade of the carpenter. Just, just think about that for a second. God, all-powerful, all-knowing, created us, created the world, created everything in this world. And St. Joseph is teaching him, the creator of heaven and earth, the trade of the carpenter. If that's not humility on Jesus's part, I don't know what is. God obviously knows how to do everything and he can be the best carpenter ever in the history of the world, but he's being taught by his foster father, Joseph. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode and I hope this can be fruitful to you. I'm looking forward to continuing. Uh, There are a lot of topics that I have written down and ready to talk about. um, And I am looking forward to having some conversations as well with some family and friends uh, about traditional Catholic topics. So thank you again for listening. May God bless you. And remember, in all thy works, remember thy last end, and thou shalt never sin.